You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back to the Ready to Go podcast. I'm John Christensen, your host, along with Pastor Dave Gibson. We are currently in a series called Sowing the Seed Broadly, where we are looking practically at areas that are often open doors for evangelism. And so we've talked about a number of areas of airplanes and talking to servers. Today we want to look at what do we do when someone comes to your door? And we're actually going to take two episodes on this one. The first one is dealing with false teachers. I think I think many people that are listening to this have probably encountered Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons, and we talked a little bit about that in previous episodes. But what we really want to unpack today is, yeah, what, what do we do when they come to our door? And there's that famous passage in 2 John 9 through 11 that talks about when false teachers come to our door. And it says, Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. And so Dave, what, what does this verse mean and, and how does it apply then when, when we do have false teachers coming to our door? John, great to be with you again. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people interpret this passage and maybe rightfully so that you shouldn't have anything to do with them. You close the door on them and and uh, if you do uh, entertain a conversation with them that you're participating in their evil deeds. I read a book by... Uh, Walter Martin, Kingdom of the Cults, classic, and uh, he is kind of the original Bible answer man. And I'd encourage people to get that book. He's got some great suggestions in there, but he talks about uh, specifically this approach when people come to your door, they're bringing false teaching. And what does it mean to not let them into your house? Well, it's not really letting them come and entertain you with their false philosophy, but it doesn't mean that you can't bear witness to them. So how do you do that practically? Um, I think it all begins in prayer. We've talked about prayer uh, is uh, the divine order for witnessing is talk to God about men, then talk to men about God. So I, I pray when I see somebody coming to the door, knocking on the door, they usually come in pairs. And I don't think anybody out there has probably not had an encounter with a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon or someone from a false religion which is kind of a sad commentary because they're kind of beating us at our own game that Christians aren't really as proactive sometimes in sharing the good news of Jesus. But uh, it begins in prayer. Then uh, secondly, I try to be kind to them. We're not confrontational. Uh, He who is wise wins souls, not wins arguments. And as the scripture says, uh, and how can we be wise in our behavior towards them? Wisdom from above is pure, it's peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruit, unwavering without hypocrisy. But uh, then I'll just, with a greeting, uh, I don't immediately let them come into the house, try to keep the conversation on the porch or just inside the house. Uh, But if I have had occasion where I'd have them come in and sit in the living room, but uh, I, I tell them, I set some conditions on the conversation. I'll talk to you, but under two conditions, we, we won't argue. And uh, we'll put the little books away, and uh, we'll just use the Bible. If you're okay with that, I'd be open to having a conversation with you. 
And uh, sometimes they'll have that conversation. Oftentimes they'll try to uh, take the initiative and, and come in and have um, start sharing. But uh, I, I immediately at that point, I, I don't get on the defensive, I get on the offensive. And that's an important thing. Uh, not to be offensive, but to take, take uh, be proactive. And I'll say, let me ask you a question, first of all. And I'll go right to the heart of the issue. Who do you say that Jesus is? And in this passage, it says, if someone comes to you with a teaching of Christ and does a uh, and they don't abide in the teaching of Christ, the, the person and work of Jesus Christ. That's where that's the jugular vein issue. That's the heart of the issue with uh, almost every religion in the world has a perception or understanding of Jesus, but they have a faulty understanding of who he is. So I'll say, who do you say that Jesus is? And as they explain that, uh, you know, I've had Jehovah's Witnesses say, you know, he's not God. Um, that he's the son of God, and then I'll say, well, do you believe he's God the son? And he's, uh, and the, uh, I've had Jehovah's Witnesses say, well, there's nowhere in the Bible that uh, even suggests that there's anything uh, uh, about the, the Trinity. And I say, I don't know what Bible you're reading. And this is where it's really helpful to have, to be well-versed. And uh, there's some previous episodes that talk about knowing how to measure these things biblically. And that's basic apologetics. Know what you believe and why you believe it. And I've had people be pretty surprised that I actually know the Bible and can give a, a positive defense for the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Who do you say that Jesus is? And, you know, they'll give an explanation. I'll say, you know, we're a million miles apart on that one. And it'd really be fruitless for us to try, for me to try to convince you otherwise, or you to try to convince me otherwise, because I am so convinced that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's God the Son. He's God in human flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and He proved His deity when He died on a cross for my sins, your sins, and He was buried, and He rose again. And I'll go right to the heart of the gospel and try to incorporate the gospel in conversation with them. And at that point, they typically get a little nervous. And might want to end the conversation, but if they do, I'll say, before you go, do you mind if I pray for you? And uh, sometimes they'll allow that, and then I'll just pray the gospel down on them. And uh, thank you, Lord, that you love this these two people uh, with an everlasting love, and that you so love the world, you so love them, that you gave your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that if they'll just believe in him, in you, Lord Jesus, they won't perish but have everlasting life. So I'll pray the gospel over them, and uh, or they won't allow me to pray for them. But I'll I'll send them on with a, a peace and greeting and uh, try to be warm and cordial. But uh, I've I've said I've shared with uh, Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and people coming with false teaching that you know I I, I appreciate your sincerity, but I think you're sincerely wrong. And you're bringing false teaching to people. And I'll really speak the truth and love to them. And uh, love and level with them. And with the hopes that uh, maybe the Lord will break through and touch their heart. I've noticed at times they usually come in pairs. And the, the second person is usually a trainee. And I've had some inroads with some uh, people that don't seem quite as grounded in, in their convictions in terms of what they believe. So that's a basic approach. You start with prayer. Be kind to them. 
uh, ask a couple of questions and say, hey, I'll talk to you, but uh, we, we won't argue and we'll use the Bible. And uh, go on the offensive or take the initiative is probably a better way to take it and ask that question. The, the most important question anybody's ever going to ha have to answer, who do men say that Jesus is? Jesus, uh, that like Peter said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God and go to the heart of the matter. Who is Jesus and then what did Jesus do? He died on the cross for our sins, was buried, and he rose again. He's alive today, and he's as real as the nose on my face, and he changes lives. So offer to pray for them and pray the gospel over them and uh, pray that the Holy Spirit will use the truth of his word and the truth of the gospel to be the power of God unto salvation. And, uh, you know, they... Uh, I've, I know of a number of Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses who have been converted. It's, it's not easy, but uh, God, God can break through. That's so good, Dave. I love that strategy, too, of really qualifying uh, the, the parameters of this conversation, too, because I think you can get on rabbit trails very easily. And so those two questions or those two kind of parameters of, of one, we— we aren't going to argue, and then two, we're going to stick to the Bible, and then going right to Christ, which is the, the, the heart of the matter. I think it's so good. Well, next week, we're going to be talking about those who come to your door who aren't necessarily false teachers. It might be a salesman, might be someone who wants to take care of your lawn. How do you take advantage of those opportunities and share Jesus Christ? So we hope you'll join us, and we'll see you next episode. Keep sharing Jesus. Let's go.